Hey everyone, welcome to the day 14 read-along for the novel of Followers. I'm Nicholas Hellier, and I'm the author of the novel. I'm going to be talking about this new corner of the project for just a minute or two, then we'll hop into the read-along, so bear with me. For the sake of fun, my plan is to keep this low pressure and high enjoyment. My goal is to bring us back to that fourth grade classroom where your teacher read out loud and did character voices and it was fun for the whole class. There will be times that I mess up and I'm just going to work through them and you're going to be there with me. We're going to keep this very human. I don't want this to be a huge production. Everything else is a huge production. These read-alongs are going to be happening every two weeks and I'll be posting the audio to YouTube and eventually as many podcast episodes where you can listen wherever podcasts can be listened to and you can read along on Wattpad. Without further ado, let's begin this novel. Today, we'll be reading days 1 through 14. The evening drew a curtain of fog over the streets of Tombstone. Cool air took root and bounced with the soft hum of music from four deuces. It wasn't often that the saloon stayed open so late, but the cool snap held people from wandering home. Odd things would happen in Tombstone on nights such as that, where the chill sunk into the bones of the locals. Some blamed the drinking... A barside stool filled bellies with warmth and chipped plenty shoulders. Older townsfolk called it a curse. They'd say that only on nights such as that did the resting spirits come out to dance. No spirit danced that night. A band played music for the living, locals and tourists alike, though few of the latter made it to the place. Four deuces, the hidden gem of Tombstone, Gainsborough would chant as he served drinks. Never has there been a better spot to wet your dry throat, and never has there been a better barkeep. A musty place, even in the finest of weather, the saloon's interior gave the impression that it had gathered dust on its decor for a hundred years. We've actually been open for a hundred and thirty-six years, Gainsborough would tell to first-timers. That buck on the wall there, that's Igor. My great-great-granddaddy mounted him in 1887, just a year after he opened this place. Dust collected in a thick sheet over Igor's rack. Each time the saloon doors swung open and rocked the wall of the room, ancient dust trickled down and landed on framed newspapers, photos of old miners and cowboys, McQuaid, the taxidermy duck that guarded the door, and eventually the floor where it would go unswept for many days. April sat at the bar, listening to Gainsborough go on about the place's history with a particularly rowdy crew of tourists. College kids. She had picked them out as spring break detours. She had picked them out as a spring break detour before she confirmed the hypothesis through eavesdropping. I like you, Grandpa. You're a riot, the man said his words slurred by a long night of drinking. See, I told you Tombstone would be fun. We're a lot more than fun, Gainsborough said. Tombstone's got magic, you see. A town don't get to be this old and not have a bit of magic to it. What's your name, kid? Magnus. This town here's a mixin' of times, you see. Come in close and I'll tell you. Igor there, he watches over the passing of it, watches over all of us going about our lives in the soil. But he's been watching us before we were here too, 
and after. All sorts of time passes in Tombstone, but it's still the present. Always. See? April let out a sharp laugh from the end of the bar. Ha! Gainsborough, she said. You haven't had enough to... You've had enough tonight. I think it ain't good to let Taurus think our bartender drank themselves rotten by the end of the night. The ringleader of the crew, Magnus, turned to her with eyes that squinted through too many shots. He watched her a moment. I was thinking you weren't going to talk at all, miss. Magnus used the bar to guide a few drunken steps toward the stool next to April. You mind if I buy you a drink? Only if you stand over there while I drink it, April said. He understood. <laughs> Igor, if you see me get closer than ten steps to this woman, Miss, uh, April. Igor, if you see me get closer than ten steps to April while she's drinking her drink, you tell everyone at this bar, okay? Magnus returned to a buzz of sneers from his friends. Grandpa! A drink from Miss April, on me. I ain't your grandpa, Gainsborough said. He poured a drink for April. Whiskey. He knew her well from many long nights in the place. Not a beat passed, but after sliding it to April, did the bartender take up his storytelling again. What was I telling you kids? Oh, it's that this here place is a place between time. Everywhere is a place between time, Grandpa. Magnus cut the man off. It's called the present. Gainsborough sighed and took up a rag. With a curse under his breath, he moved down the bar. April sipped her free whiskey and made a point not to look at Magnus or his crew. Tourists had a way of stirring trouble in Tombstone, especially when they found themselves at the Four Deuces well past midnight. It was best to let him drink and leave well before the saloon opened to the travelers. Uncle, I'm going to have a smoke. I'll be back, April said. Before entering the night, she winked at the taxidermy duck. Watch the room for me, McQuaid. The usual patch of dirt by the saloon door called to April. She braced against the cold, tucking her neck into the leather jacket she wore, and took out a cigarette. With a quick flick, she tucked a match under her belt and drew it out, giving her a touch of light in the dark lot. "'Wouldst thou mind if I partook in a drag?' a voice asked. April looked up sharply. "'Gideon, what are you doing here? It's only one sixteen. You shouldn't be here yet.' "'I know not the workings of your time magics, April. The night calls me forth, and I arrive.' Gideon stood in a full-padded gambeson with a sword at his hip. Long leather boots strung up calves and held tucked loose trousers. Damn it, April said. She took a long drag and then offered the cigarette to the man. It's always something with you Middle Ages folk. What are you, the ten hundreds? 941 is my present year. Gideon took the cigarette and put it to his lips. It was my understanding you knew everything of the travelers. There's a lot of you, April sighed. Doesn't change that you're early. Saloon ain't open to you travelers for another hour. Gideon leaned his back against the wall of the building and rested a hand on his sword hilt. April watched him. He had always been a quiet one among the travelers. Often, the travelers from the Middle Ages had the most difficult time in the adjustment. 
Save for all but the future travelers, the concept of wrapping time had a steep learning curve. It was steeper for those from the Dark Ages, even more so than travelers of the ancient civilizations. What's it like, Gideon? April asked. She asked every traveler who came to Four Deuces, but she couldn't recall ever having a moment with him. You're in 941, then a moment later, you arrive here, in 2024, in our saloon. Gideon drew in a long breath before answering. Like nothing, the old soldier said. I await in my home, the passing of night to soothe my weariness. Then, like a hunger, I am pulled forth into the night. I walk into the dark, it surrounds me, and the light of your magic torches appear and guides me to this place. April grunted. It was like all travelers, a simple stroll through time. She didn't understand it. Gainsborough didn't either. It was the saloon, a place that connected all of time. Stay here. You can't come in while locals are here. Don't want any of them asking questions. April handed off the last of the smoke and turned to go inside. She paused a moment at the open sign. It hung at a slight angle, just a few centimeters off from level. Lifting one side carefully, she set the sign to hang parallel to the ground, smirked, then walked in. None had left the saloon. It was the same as it had been, so April thought at first glance. Gainsborough wiped the bar counter to the left, Magnus and his crew of tourists drank, and locals nursed the final sips of their drinks. A further look, and April recognized the newcomer had joined the tourist crew, a woman in a long nylon coat, deep blue as a moonlit night sky. Deidre? April said. April! The woman threw back a shot of whiskey. Just the human I've been looking for. You know April? Magnus asked. For practically all the time, Deidre said with a smirk. She handed off her empty shot glass to the man. Hold this. Deidre strode through the salon as though she hovered over the floor. She carried herself with a smooth, concise swagger in each step. April stood awkwardly, and Deidre wrapped long arms around her and hugged her tight. What's wrong, partner? Deidre asked. You seem a bit cold. It's a cold night, April said. You're early. Can I be early if I'm coming from your future? Deidre grinned at April. The woman's eyes held gray pupils that glinted with mischief. Oh, ease up. I came here early, so what? I'll keep my skin on tight. No one will know, all right? The rules, Deidre, April said. Rules are for the nebulous pigs. Deidre turned and pointed at Magnus's crew. Who wants another shot? On me. April felt her eye twitch. There were rules for a reason. Mingling travelers and present locals always caused trouble. Often, it was Deidre at the center of that trouble. Leaning over the bar and grabbing a bottle to refill her own drink, April took back her barside stool and watched the clock. One thirty, Half an hour until Forders is closed, then another half hour until it reopened for the travelers. April sighed and poured herself another drink. Tap, tap, tap. 
Gideon stood outside the window near April, tapping on it and watching her. The man shivered in his gambeson. April nodded and waved him in. A moment later, he sat by her, rubbing his hands and taking up the glass April had poured for him. Ma thanks, Gideon said. Ah, this whiskey drink of your time is finer than wine. April grunted in agreement. Gideon and she drank in shared silence. She appreciated that about travelers from the Dark Ages. Save for the righteously pious, they enjoyed the smaller things. A glass of whiskey and some quiet. That was all they needed to enjoy their time each night in the saloon. They sat together as Gainsborough announced last call. The locals who held out packed up and left, and all that remained were Magnus and his three friends. Tourists, April muttered under her breath. Then she spoke aloud. All right, it's closing time. Y'all better get going to your hotels, motels, or wherever ditch you're camping in. Out. Aw, oh, come on, April. No need to be like that. The party's just starting, Magnus said. I like this one, Deidre said. He'd like it in my time. What, the 80s? And try again. Tourists, get out of the bar, else I'll grab that shotgun hanging up there by Igor and it'll get messy, April dared. Fine, fine. Magnus threw some cash on the bar. His friends wandered to the door, but he turned to Deidre. You staying here with this party possum? Why don't you come with us and show me around town? I could show you around things you can't imagine, kid, Deidre said. But I've got business with this party possum. Too bad. I'm only in town the night. If you change your mind, hit me up. He scribbled his number on a bar napkin and gave it to her. He took a step, gathered his balance, then staggered to the door after his friends. I got him properly drunk, Deidre laughed. She took a flask from her coat pocket and drank. It's a shame your earth drinks taste good, but they're far too soft. At least I can shift now. Deidre's skin began to turn a blue hue. Her human face grew whiter and flat, with eyes that sunk inward and grew to the size of apples. Ears became long, indigo antennae. Legs stretched out, though remained human in shape, with a torso and arms that lengthened as well. Deidre now stood at well over seven feet tall. Ah, much better, Deidre said in a clear voice. It always became clearer when she returned to her natural form, as though a mask had been taken off. I don't understand why you have me shift when I'm here. It's only twenty-two years from now that first contact is made between humans and the rest of us. Many years working the saloon had accustomed April to the sight of an alien traveler. Gideon, on the other hand, watched with splayed amazement. Never seen a myad before, hotshot? Deidre asked with a smile. He stuttered for a moment before April cut in. Leave him alone. He's the first middle-ager to adjust so well. I don't need you to give him a heart attack, April said. Speaking of, he's new, but you know the rules, Deidre. Travelers aren't allowed in until local closing time. The large, gray eyes of the Mayad sharpened from humor to an unusual severity. Rarely did the alien abandon her casualness, but when she did, April knew it was for a serious matter. There's an issue, April. This visit ain't just star clusters and roses. 
I'm here on business, Deidre said. April took up three glasses and poured drinks. What kind of business? Time breach business. Almost as if the saloon itself heard the words, the tension in the room grew stiff. April froze mid-pour, then set down the bottle. Thank you to everybody for listening to this first read-along. I'm going to be posting these every two weeks, so we have a good segment of the story to read along with. If you want to support the story, you can go to Instagram. My username is novel underscore of underscore followers. There you can comment on all of the daily updates and actually affect the story as I'm writing it. Every day I ask a question, and from those questions, I incorporate the answers from the followers into the story. We are writing a novel altogether, after all. The song in the intro and outro is called Stranger by Alex Morse. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you tune in for the daily updates on Instagram. And in two weeks, we'll be dropping the Day 28 read-along for you all to listen to and read along with. Mm-hmm.